Blog Talk Radio. It's the hip hop man, it's your boy Three Let's a Man. I know the vibes already, man. Watch what's good, man. What's good, brother? What's good, brother? How you doing? You know the vibes already, man. Let's talk about it, man. Let's get into the what do we do? Mood music three? We're about to do mood music two. There's something interesting that you said to me before we get into the meats and potatoes of mood music two. You said to me this was Joe Budden's Illmatic. Can you break that down for the people, please? Uh, you, because when when we talk about Illmatic, we basically call it a lyrical masterpiece. Anytime people refer to albums, they always say Nas is Illmatic. But what do we mean, or why do people keep saying Nas Illmatic? What does that mean? That just means uh, supreme lyricism, a mm. blend of dope production, and just lyricism that, abs- that that captured your mind like, wow, this is next-level poetry. And, and, and I felt that by the time Mood Music 2 came out, I thought I heard everything from Joe Budden. I already had his album, had all his mixtape stuff, had all his clue freestyles. So to me, I didn't feel he could elevate any more than he did. And he did. Which was shocking. He did. And you know what's funny? When we did Moon Music 3, right? A lot of people were like, yo, 3 and Watts, why y'all doing 2 before 3? Like, that was the conversation from the Common Boys that I saw. You know what I mean? Well, why, why, why did we do 3 before 2? I don't know. I don't, I don't really see there's a big... Um, the margin is wide and that 2 is way better than 3. Is that what we're doing? Like, is Moon Music 2 his best Moon Music? Is that the first question I was saying? In your opinion, would you rate two first, and then three, one, or four? How you have it? I'd rate two, four, and then three. So you got four before three? Absolutely. I got three before four. Yeah. Well, watch, man. Let's get into this, man. Mood Music release date April seventeenth, two thousand and six. My G. Um, the first song. Watch. Are you in their mood yet? The Anthony Hamilton song. Um. Ah, uh, my favorite word. Watch, wait for it. Introspective Joe. I know it's fucked up what a lack of cake would do. A few people want to move in and stay with you. You wish you could help them all, and you ain't able to because your rent's a little late and the cables due. Talk to me, man. What do you think about? Are you in that mood yet, man? Well, to set up the mood music part two. First of all, I want to give props because this was the the era of the mixtape DJ for me personally. The mixtape mm-hmm. DJ put out the, my favorite hip hop during that decade, and DJ On Point was the DJ for this. You know what I'm right. saying? And he, I, 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 I can't talk about this without talking about On Point because that's just how it is with rappers and DJs. Um, but yeah, this was a 
on 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 DJ On Point's um, mixtape that he used to drop, he had already this song. So I had heard this song before mm-hmm. uh, it came out on this. So it was it's a dope song, but I, I, this was I expected this from Joe. So this was his standard dopeness. Yeah, man, a lot of a lot of dope lines, man. Seems like my money goes by too easy, and I hate that my job pays by weekly. Hoofy done shitted, spending more money for getting fixed. Like, yo, this brother, like, one thing about Joe, man, that I always respect, though, that he speaks about certain lines for the blue-collar nine-to-five workers and stuff. You know what I mean? Obviously, podcast Joe compared to mood music Joe are two uh, totally different people, though. But um, you, know yeah, why, man, you know why yeah. I'm, I'm glad you said that when you said podcast Joe, mood music, two, two, two different people? Mm-hmm. You're listening to this album. And you hear the just level of lyricism on display, mm-hmm. and then hear him when he talks about other people's albums, like the popular rappers of today, and then he talks about how he breaks them down. It's like how how can these two be the same person? Right, right, right. Um, talking about his son having you know another dude in his life. His name is Dwayne. So why the fuck he calling him daddy? Like, nigga said some wild shit on here, man. You know what I mean? Talking about he known he wasn't the best father. Like Joe was saying a lot of dope shit on here, man. Yo, yo, does he not? Does he? He he's one of the rappers who wears his heart, his emotion on his sleeve, bears yes. out his soul. Joe Budden hides absolutely nothing, nothing. about his life. Nothing. nothing. Which, can, can we say what's why? Him and Eminem are two MCs that we know for for sure that really put their life on yeah, everything. Which is why. When people be like, "Oh, this rapper's album, he let us into his life. He showed maturity." I, the reason why I don't like that kind of talk is because, like you said, Eminem and Joe Budden immediately let us yeah. into their life and, and rapped about it, so they wasn't guarded. So that's that's just highlighting the similarities in the two MCs. The nigga said, "Having a new kid." This won't feel like this is my own. Like, yo, yo, I feel like we know about Angie when he had a song about his baby moms, his first baby moms before sin. We learned about Trey. Just like um, Eminem, we knew, we knew about Hallie for years, man. You know what I mean? So, for me, I got Joe one for one on um so far, man. Um, Next joint, watch Old School Mouse. Talk to me, brother. Uh. Old School Mouse. Now, this was the set-off. This, this song is how I set the album off. This is a dope, dope song. Dope song by Joe Biden. It gives you He gives you all lyrics, all verses, and uh, very funny to me. Running for the ball like I'm Plexico Buess. I don't respond to Sublime. It didn't hurt that much. I thought, you know what I'm saying? It's just him rapping for like three minutes and 40 seconds, man. If you don't like niggas, still give them dap, y'all. I swear to God, this hip-hop is a trap, y'all. Talk to me, Watts. Um, Another thing. You know I'm someone who is very, very... I love sports references. And yes. Sports. Yes, you do. There is absolutely no question Joe Budden is a sports head. Like, a real sports head. Not a is, that, is that a Jersey thing? Is that a Jersey thing where all red, the battle rappers serve... And Joe Hip Hop, is that a Jersey thing we noticing? The trend? No, it's not a Jersey thing. Like me, nah, but hold on. Let's be real. You love All Red. Hold on. You love All Red because of why, sir? Because All Red has the best sports references in the <laughs> game. <laughs> He's from Jersey. And yeah. Surf comes on his show and gives me basketball analogies for how many years? That's 
the, that's the correlation that I'm making with these Jersey cats, brother. But go ahead. All right. Yeah, so, you know, I just, I think through, all throughout this uh, album, Joe Budden has some some sports references that you really had to be in the building to know what he was mm-hmm. talking about. Thanks. Thanks. Um, a certain line that I want to talk to you about when he said, I came out screaming Desert Storm every day. As soon as I stopped, he didn't want to play him. Whew. Talking about cool, of course. I, I just like the fact that he puts those type of lines on wax. Don't hear the reasonable doubt to sing no more. I can't listen to Blueprint. Woof. Yeah. He was going there, man. Talking about his child support and everything like that. Another dope song, man. Um, next song, Watts, a, a feature that you like, you love a lot. Probably, probably like this song more than I do. Um, Six Minutes of Death featuring Jay Mills, R.I.P. Stack Bundles. And Joe, man, talk to me. Now, it's curious why I would like this song more than you when you're a big fan of Stack Bundles. Mm-hmm. And this is Stack Bundles in his bag. Stack Bundles and Joe did a lot of collaborations during this time in the mid This is one of my favorites, though, out of the collaborations, though, collaborations with Stack and Joe. So you got Stack Bundles setting it off. Then you got Jay Mills, Jay Mills that maybe dies in the battle rap world, saw Battle K Shine, and that's how y'all know who he is. <laughs> or, 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 or y'all gonna act like y'all know about him from the Smack DVD ever. I'm gonna play that card. Oh, yeah, I was in the building in 02 when he battled Clyde Castro. Yeah, we know about Jay Mills and Wanna Blow. I remember Jay Mills, he's on Movado. I know y'all wanna act like y'all can tell me that, but y'all can't. Um, so, they all got busy. What I liked about this song is that you can tell when they got into the studio, Joe Bum's like, yo, everybody get busy. Spit, just spit whatever you want and, and just show the skills. And they all did it. And then Joe Budden clearly, by mm. far, had the best verse on the song. Clearly, by far. Shaking like my Mahmoud Abdal roof line, that was kind of crazy. But that wasn't one of my favorite collaboration joints, though. I'm not going to lie to you. I like it. I, I, you like it way, way more than I do. I know that. You know what I mean? Because that, um, because that because that era, I was... Okay, so I was a big J. Mills mixtape head in 2004, 2006. I was big into J. Mills. And then I was big into Joe Biden. So this collab made sense to me. Did you like J. Mills more than Stack? A lot more. Ah, oh, it hurts my heart and soul. For you to sit up on our show to say you like J. Mills more than Stack Bundles. And that time, yeah. What? Yeah. What? Mixtape, DVD, Saturn. J. Mills was a dude who I watched. Battle. I like Stack Bundles way more. Wait a minute. J. Mills, well, rock with I used to watch Battle. And then I watched him transition to making dope mixtapes with every dope MC. Constantly on K-Slate. He rapped with everybody during that mixtape run. Stack he, he, he rapped with everybody. I'm Stack there was Desert Storm. Stack was part of Desert Storm. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm telling you from the J. Mills perspective. Uh, Why J. Mills like perspective. Like, like, what do you mean? J, J. Mills to me, no, no. I liked him more because I thought he was a better MC. I just want to see the Stack Bundles. I don't think the margin was like, oh, J. Mills averaging 30. Stack is averaging like 15 or some crap like that. It's never on that type of time, but okay. Um, next song, watch. Talk to me, my brother. So serious. This is one of my favorite songs. Okay. By far. Okay. Um, I like I like the beat. I like the flow Joe Bum was using. 
this like everything on this this is this is one of his uh four and a half to five mic songs to me on this thing. Mm. Okay. Okay. And my label got me questioning my favorite rapper, okay. Can't be like that. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Elaborate. <laughs> Elaborate what he meant. Don't say listen. That. Listen, we do know from music two to three, the jabs that Joe would take at Hove, I used to chuckle. I'm not going to lie. As much as I love Hove, I love the jabs that Joe used to always take at, at Jay, especially when he signed on Def Jam and he signed to these niggas and Jay was the president and he was still taking jabs. You know what I mean? Can't be like Pat Ewing looking back at that layup. That hurt my heart, man. Nine, so talk five, about it. Tell, 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 tell the people exactly what Joe Bum was talking about. Why, when me and you first heard that, uh, can't be Pat Ewing looking back on that. Why that line was so fired up? Because yo, you don't, how you missed that layup against the Pacers, Mark 2 to 95, son? Thank you. He was thank right there to the 10. That's how one you missed that? Time. That's one of the all-time great sports references. And you know why? Because, mind you, this is new music. This is 2006. That happened in 95 when he did that. Or 97. Whenever you were in 95. 95. 95. And um, uh, that's equivalent to like, so somebody rapping right now, and then they make a reference to something that happened in 2010 in the playoffs. But it's a yeah. specific moment. Like, that was a fire sports reference. That was a five-month sports reference right there. Five it was, and it hurt. It really hurt too. On top of that, um, listen, two minutes and forty-three minutes of Joe spitting dope current event bars. You know, like we say, Charlie Clips and Battle Rap spits a lot of current bars. The DNA also, Joe was good for that also. Um, when it comes to writing and stuff, man. But can't be Pat Ewing looking back on that layup. Is that's not current event? For, well, that wasn't though. That wasn't. That wasn't. He's well. Other other bars are shit. Not that particular line, but he's good at saying. Current event bars in his music, not that particular line. Um, talk to me, my brother. Get it popping. This was a good song, not a great song, but good. I'm gonna say the production is what probably is what I didn't like too much, okay. but the lyricism was absolutely top notch. I thought this was cocky, braggadocious, Joe. I pull chicks bars, of course, and I'm nice. Model chicks bugging, talking about having this baby. You think she like you? You doing it like JD? I think he was talking about Janet Jackson and Jermaine Dupree when Jermaine Dupree bagged um, Janet Jackson. Man, um, no president can hold him. Bruce Bowen can't be him, of course. Bruce Bowen basketball reference again. Let me get to a line that he said though. As soon as I started ghostwriting, everybody started getting signed out. I wonder who Joe was ghostwriting for. Who do you think he was? I have no idea. And this was the first song that he had with a hook and a verse. It's like the first song on a project that he actually had a hook without just rhyming. You know what I mean? Um, next joint, watch. Talk to me, man. The future. This is one of my favorite songs on the album. Introspective. This is one of my favorite songs on the album by far. I thought Joe Budden's flow, cadence, and delivery was different. He was using the feel like I'm just the, the way he was like, this was some serious mm-hmm. introspective lyricism. Mm-hmm. I like the beat. I, I, I really like this song, dude. I, I, I can't, this is one of my favorite songs on this project. And it's a, it's a go-to song for me, a go-to song for me on this. 
emotional drained, fighting demons, talk, talking to mom jokes, talking about him being on dust, being overlooked, seeing the potential of himself, um, song with a hook, talk about um, him having a better relationship with Trey, baby moms and stuff like that. Yeah, man, dope song, man. Next song, watch If I Die Tomorrow. Chicago when Scottie Pippen dunked on Ewing 
Yeah, that part. And, and stepped over Ewing. And Ewing felt Stepped over Ewing. I believe it was a fight. Yeah, it was like, a fight after that me, with Derek Harper and JoJo English or some crap like that after that. Me, yeah, the vividness of that was like, you, you got to understand, so I'm listening to this and I'm like, damn. Now, mind you, think about how much Joe Button mean you'd already been listening. We've been listening to him for about four to five years up until this yeah. point. That's why this was, I didn't know he had this much lyricism left. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I just did not know, like, for example, when you heard him with the Clue tapes and he's rapping with Paul Kane and yeah, Fab News and old brothers. He, he, mm. he wasn't showing this side. He was not showing this side. Um, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to agree with that fully. He wasn't showing that side. We dropped on Ransom and, and News and those brothers. You don't think so? That's why Moon Music 2 was so mind-boggling. I'm going to see you a tad bit. Well, that's what. It's a Moon Music 1. <laughs> well, why are we not talking about it? We could. We could. But it's, just a, it's just a collection of all his mixtape freestyles. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's the main reason why we won't talk about it too much is one. We'll do four. We'll do four one, of course. Um, I dropped out of school. Nah, not to be cool. I was sitting there bored thinking all y'all was fools. Fuck, I want to read about Romeo and Juliet way back. I ain't even had my first Tuli yet. Angie ain't even put that knife through me yet. Yo, this nigga be spitting some, some powerful now, bars, man. Explain Jeez, to them how Tuli, Tuli was the word we used to use back in the day. That's an old for the gaffer. For the burner. Oh, for the Tuli. For the Tuli. That's an old school word. Once again, yes. Joe Biden just playing a level of lyricism that he wasn't showing when he's doing them fucking freestyles with. I'm going to disagree with that. You know, you're trying to get those balls out. I'm standing on that hard. I see you are. But the next song is really going to highlight that. Yeah, but I like the hook, man. Young niggas, God keep me from these young niggas. Not the smart ones, Lord, just the dumb niggas, man. Um, The second verse, when you talk about being locked up, great place to visit, but no, I don't want to live here. No, I don't get my mind in my new place. Grimey ass niggas stealing my socks and my toothpaste. Man, them jail bars are serious. Um... Next song, watch World Takeover, brother. Talk to me. One of my favorite songs on this album. Okay. One of my absolute favorite. I'm like, yo, how many favorite songs you got, Watson? You keep saying it's one of my favorite songs. Well, this is one. Well, if I, like I said, it's just Illmatic. Yeah. This, yeah. That is that many songs that are that great. This right. is one of them. First of all, um, this is a this is a C4. Whoever that dude is, C4 on the track. I like whoever that guy is. Cause he gave Joe, he gave Joe some heat. I don't know how how much they collaborated, but this was my this is this is my song, man. This is one of my this is one of my all time favorite Joe Budden songs. How about that? Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Listen to what what's, you heard this song. You got yeah, of course. Issue with how he's rapping on this song on World Takeover. First of all, no. Ah uh, ah, uh, and then it goes boom boom, and then he just goes. Mm. It's five mic song B. Yeah, I thought this is more there's introspective Joe and then it's just rapping Joe. And then I thought this is rapping Joe. Um they want me gone, they treating Joe like a Yankee. Ah, uh, Joe Tory. Oh! I, I see that Joe Tory bar. Like me and watching oh! all the vibes though, brother. We know that. We we baseball fans over here. Um niggas like listening to bullshit. Even Tyra got a um a talk show. That was crazy. How about this line? How about this line, Watts? I'm Larry Brown. New York was fucked up. They only signed me to fix shit. Even though that's not true. Larry Brown ain't do shit for the Knicks. But whatever. That's a nice line, man. 
Um, next song, watch. Ah, dumb out, man. Talk to me. Self kind of self-explanatory. This song, but talk to me. Now, the one thing you said was about World Takeover was this is Joe rapping, rapping, right? Yeah. If you thought World Takeover was Joe rapping, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Dumb out is yeah. Joe rapping, rapping on steroids. So Joe, so dumb out is Joe Budden saying, "I am the best rapper in hip hop, and nobody is right. lyrically nicer than me. Absolutely right. nobody. But I have to prove it. Like I think it, but I have to prove it. Because at this time, Papoose had the streets on New York City locked with his mixtapes. Like Thank he raps with everybody." It was everything was like you couldn't be into hip hop in New York City and not know who Papoose was. You just couldn't. And the one thing you knew about him is he was dead nice. Dumb out is the response to that. Joe Budden says it himself. Joe Budden says himself. Man, oh man, this is this song is one of my favorite hip hop songs of all time, and it's one of my favorite lines that I say to this day. This is from 15 years ago. Let me find out hip hop's turning Republican. Republican. Like that yeah. line, I don't yeah. like that line resonates yeah. with me so much yeah. because as rappers got richer and more wealth and more money, they started talking like a Republican. Like as Joe Biden turned Republican. As Joe Biden turned Republican. No, no, because because he ain't <laughs> that kind of money. He ain't get that kind of money. Okay. Maybe that's money. Um. I like on this song how he broke down all the great rappers, Common before B. When he mm, when that was fire. That was crazy. shows you that Joe Budden is a hip-hop nerd like me and you, that he's a hip-hop head. Yes, he's, that's he's a fact. breaking down the science of great MCs, and he's talking about I'm, I'm what they was before they made their they, they biggest hit. I was that underground, you know what I'm saying? So, dumb out. First of all, let me just say this. This is my favorite song on the album because my favorite Joe Budden is Joe Budden highlighting that he's lyrically better than everybody. So that is why I and and he and because it's a nine minute song, this is some this is some cannabis type stuff. Like right. I mean, this is this is prime everything I loved about cannabis when I first heard him, Beats from the East. This is Beats from the East, Winter Wars combined. That's how I put it. Beats from the East, Winter Wars. Combined, Trump snatch a verse or make them pay. Combined, all of those three verses combined on one verse. I cannot stress how five Mikeish, how verse of the month, source verse of the month, source verse of the year, dumb out is. Is this the song that gets more love from Mood Music Two? Like when people go Mood Music Two, I think the first song they go to is Dumb Out when they talk about Joe Budden because of you highlighting the. Crumb Snatcher, how you said Winter Wars, Capadon, and stuff, Five Mike Cost type shit. You know, this is an eight minutes, nine minute song of rhyming and still captivating your ears while he's rapping. It's like there's no filler in this stuff at all. Like, listening to Dumb Out, I just miss hearing brothers rhyme like this. You know, talking about how chicks loved him when Pump It Up was pump popping. They're not showing love no more after Pump It Up died down. Um, you know, Kevin Lyles giving him his deal. We said metaphor, storylines, club shit, girl shit. Well, all that stuff we did, all that was fire, man. Um, Stop caring about the mixtape awards. Um, Watching already highlight. Let me find out if I'm um, turn Republican. That's a fire line right there. 
I'm the nicest dude out since reasonable since doubt. Reasonable doubt. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so, rest in peace, Luther. There's some other gates on the floor. on the low, oh, yeah. I need to the vagil. Set the vagil slide. Yeah, yeah. And then you highlighted the radio by him showing love to all the hip-hop artists. Yeah, you know, me and Watson get that joke sometimes because we listen to songs like this and they'll be like, fam, we know you from hip-hop, my G. So when you sit there acting like you're not knowing what's going on sometimes, it kind of makes us a little bit happy sometimes. It's it's shocking. shocking. <laughs> I'm not shocking because you're rapping that you clearly know what all of the and then you came from a mixtape ever where all of these under when you rap with it, literally every underground MC who tried to make it in New York, you got songs with. Right. So it's just like it, it, it it's just a different it, you're just a different person Look right now. You can't say you can't finish the line with if hip hop is all smoke and mirrors, I'm the Windex and the napkins and they act like you don't even know what's going on with with, with, with certain stuff, Joe. But we I love this song. I do love this song, man. Uh, next song, watch Ghetto America. Love this song, man. Talk to me. Ghetto America, Joe Budden. Um, getting deep and philosophical, and which makes me what what I, I would like someone to when they interview him to actually interview him about this album and go the songs. What was the mindset going into each song? Like I would mm-hmm. love to hear because then you force him to have to explain why he's really a lyricist and why he, and how much he really loves hip hop. Like right. you can make him talk about it. You know what I'm saying? This is this is this is a dope song. Uh it's not one of my favorites. Right, 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 right. Um I like this joint a lot, man. Um the beat I like the beat a lot. I thought Joe was was skating on this joint, man. Um the Angela Bowers, Tony Danza who's the boss line of course is clever. Yeah man. I rock with Ghetto America man. Um next song Watts What's up? What's up? What's up? Yo, 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 Featuring yo, boy, news. And I, and I know you don't like news. I don't like news. I don't like news at all. News I'm sorry, Eddie. What's up? What's up? What's up? Yeah, nah. News, Red Cafe. Those brothers, I don't rock with that. I put them cats in the same box. Don't worry. Don't That's throw. your guy, Red Cafe. I'm so Red Cafe in there. That's your guy. I stop the Red Cafe guy. No, I hate that is all. That is all. God, I say that is all. If you knew me saying the things, all you would have heard me say is is all. Yo, I hate that shit so much. Yo, my man, I hate when he does that. That yo, is all. Yo, yo, oh my I'm god. Not, I'm not, I'm not, but okay, no. So, I don't want to get distracted because I'm going to say how much I love Red Cafe. I yo, love Red Cafe. I don't love Red Cafe. Look at it. Um. <laughs> So this song is it's I. This song is I. Yeah, it's because, I. Because the news hook is not, you know, it's I. It's, it's I. not a bad song. It's not a bad song. It's I. Right, right, right. right. Not one of the craziest creations that me and you're gonna go back to. You know what I mean? It's not headbanger. Simon Says remix. Bad from TV. And protecting your neck or nothing like that. Um, no, it's not. It's, you saying it's not show, show, show no mercy, MOP five Mark? No, no, no. <laughs> Sorry, not even close. Sorry, Joe. No. Um, next song, watch Forty Licks, man. Talking. I love this joint. Oh, it's a dope song, man. This is this it. is a this is a this is now now this is where it gets crazy because mind you, now the album we already twelve songs in, the left three songs, and it mm-hmm. just seems like 
he's getting he's, – he's already showing you, okay, I've proven already, if you've been listening to it, that I'm dead nice and I can rap, 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 rap. He's right. been proven, right? Mm. And then I thought he took it to another level in terms of concept, introspection, and storytelling mm. for the rest of this album. Right. And I, I, I think this is a, one of those dope songs, man. I think Joe Budden, you know, one of the greatest what-if See, I don't know how to say if it's a what-if moment because it seems like he can ride any beat or rap to any beat. Or, mm-hmm. or, or, so I always want to say what, what happens if you put him with certain producers and production. Right. Yes, yes. But, but, but we saw that, though. I remember I had music linked up. Remember that? They linked up for Loose Quarter. Yes. I like Luke Quarter though. I ain't got no fun. I like Luke Quarter. Like, if we started talking shit, I'd be like, yeah. No, but this, to me, this, this is, this is a, a clearly, see, to me, this is superior Joe's an MC. Joe ain't on Move Music 2 was better than Joe with rapping with Paul Kane. In fact, I'm sorry. I'm he was. He was. He was. I just was saying, I'm not taking nothing away from him. I thought he held his own with Kane and Fab and Stack and, and No, 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 no. For, for, I held his own. He had the best. Most, most of the time, he had seventy-five to eighty-five percent of the time. He had the best verse. Yeah, easily. Him and Ransom. Him and Ransom. I would say. Well, well at, that, at, at that time, I didn't know Ransom was that much better than Hitchcock. I thought they were just two dope ill MCs. Yeah, yeah, that's I, true. No, no, that is true. I had that to, I didn't true. know right, that right. he was a, he had to start rapping by himself for me to know. And I had to mm-hmm. get used to it before I was like, Holy mm-hmm. shit, he really is by to do this. Right. But yeah, the forty four right. this is a dope, dope song, man. Let me say this. This is one of my favorite joints on this on this project, man. I thought the beat is funky, man. It gave me the eighties feel. Uh, the first line Joe says, I can give a fuck about opinions, like them or love them. I never change up. If you don't like them, then fuck them. Um, dudes is far from what they pretend to be, though. Out of five, three shots, they got plenty to go. So now if it ain't love, let's begin to be foes. Like, Joe was rapping to me on this joint, son. Rapping. There's no happy dude here. I'm mad at the world while I'm wishing y'all happy new year. You got to be a miserable fuck to say a line like that, man. Um, the guitar on 40 Licks is crazy. And you know Joe is the type of nigga to let a beat ride out for like two minutes with just instrumental playing without even rapping, no, man. But, yo, dope song, man. Um, next song, watch. I'm gonna say this before you go into the meats and potatoes. I think this is one of the most slept-on joints on this project. But talk to me, man, for a reason, man, that no one talks about when they talk everything about everything you say about everything you just said about Forty Licks. That's how I feel about for a reason. Okay, I feel the same exact way. Like I said before, I said Joe Budden already displayed throughout Moon Music that he's rapidly, rapidly, rapidly dead nice. Can do the collaboration. Punchline, sports, metaphors, deep shit, club shit, y'all know, he, he, he showed all of that. Mm-hmm. I feel that he ended this, the, the last couple of songs on here are some of the greatest yes. storytelling, yes. Yes. rhyming, introspection, mature, rapping hip-hop that's mature. ever been put on wax. I like that one. Well, again, I like that. Yeah, no, yeah. no. no. So, so, and that's how I feel about for a reason. Like like yeah, like man. Joe Budden is not he's not a dummy. He's not a dummy. Not at all, not he's at all. Very intelligent. Dude. The guy reads. Very articulate brother. Like he's not dumb. You no, he's not a dumb rapper. Think and write like this, put 
to structure together. I mean, this is this is this is this is some incredible work right now. Yes, folk song, dope ass song. I'm gonna say this, Watts. He let the pen bleed on this one, man. I feel like, I feel like, what didn't Joe say on this on this song? Like he talked about family members. You could say snitch on his family members and stuff like that, or some ghetto Quran shit about his family, though, not the hood stuff. But yeah, man, I think for a reason, it's one of the most slept on joints on on this project, man. Um, next song, like watch him be saying, man, introspective and a lot of deep joints, man. I don't think it's any deeper than than this next song. Watch three sides to a story, brother. Talk to me. This is gonna shock people when I say this. I can make a case that this might be the greatest storytelling song ever written. Wow! Wow! In terms of vividly telling a story, let me tell you how impactful and uncomfortable this song is for me. Yeah. Yeah. When I was when I was listening to this song, right, I'm listening to the first verse. I'm like, oh shit, he's getting deep into some shit. Then Joe Budden's second verse on this song, where he talks about uh, a family member raping another uh, woman, it was so uncomfortable because mm-hmm. it was so vivid. The picture he painted, it was. I let me tell you this. Joe Budden was so perfect on how he described what was going on in this, on the second verse of this song. This song is it's an uncomfortable song for me to listen to mm. because it, he, it, it was too ill. It was the picture that he painted was too perfect. This, and let me just say that Joe Budden's third verse on Two Sides of the Story is one yeah. of the most uncomfortable yet vivid. Storytelling at the high. I, I don't feel comfortable even talking about the second verse, but yeah, I'm talking yeah. about it. Yeah, but I, I want to talk about it because yeah. it was so. It's like the greatest. It's like the greatest storytelling you could ever hear. Mm-hmm. But the that it was so uncomfortable, it made me yeah. just feel like my God. And to me, it showed Joe Budden's genius that he could rap like this from this perspective. Like right. this is. This is genius rapper now. Now I'm I'm taking it somewhere else. You're not even um gonna go with. But on Eminem's album, Eminem's second album, he had a song. Yes, he had a song that I thought was brilliant, but it was very uncomfortable for for different reasons. And that was the song um, Kim, where he talked about killing and killing Kim and and killing her. And and the way he did it. It was genius, but it was uncomfortable to hear somebody plan out and execute killing his baby mother. Mm. And listening to Joe Budden's third verse on Three Sides of the Story, first of all, he told he told a story from three different perspectives. Yep. Now, I was like, oh, who can't do that? You mean everybody can do that? Yeah. But yeah. guess what? Everybody can't do it the way he did it. Right. I felt like I was every person. Like, Joe Budden mm. made me feel like I'm that person viewing it through their eyes. Like, I don't need television. I don't need to see it. This second verse, it bothered my head, man. Yeah, it, this one of this, it just was too, it was so, it was too good that, I, that it made me, like, it, it affected this, me. This whole song was a movie. 
this song is not a song you can't listen to this song all the time. That, that and that sounds crazy, right? Like everything Watson is saying right now, I feel everything he's saying right now. But this is not a song me and Watson play on a regular basis. It's not as it's like when you listen to it, you're like, Jesus Lord, you want to talk about letting, painting a picture. You want to talk about a movie. Like this could have been a damn movie. It was a damn movie. You know, and Khaled goes movie and and, and Fabi and these boys a movie viral and all that other stuff. This was a movie. Like Joe's first verse about Derek, about him struggling, you know, finds mom's finding the gat in his room, talking about his sisters, and daddy not working, then getting locked up again. And, and the second verse about Sally, um, like Watson said, it's very uncomfortable talking about the situation that Sally was going through, being touched by her stepfather and everything. Like, that's very uncomfortable, man. I want to know what the hell Joe Budden was on when he wrote this joint. You know what I mean? And I wonder how many times has Joe performed this song also. And then the third verse about the stepfather, Bo Watts, where he's just saying that when Derek comes home, you know Derek going to want to kill him because he's having sex with his mom, Dukes, and his sister. Like, that is crazy to me. This is more than a five-mic song. I'm not mad at anything Watson said. Listen, we always talk about storytellers, Watts, the Nas's, the Bigs, the Slick Ricks, Ghostface. We don't know better than they also. He's not sitting at the table. We're big in them. I mean, he's, he's this is, I told you. Is that a reach? It's not a reach, but you have to, it's not, if you listen to this song and you claim I'm, I'm somebody who knows lyricism and I, and I, and, and, and undying love by Nas is one of the greatest storytelling songs. Like right. if you can say that, then listen to the song and tell me the picture isn't seen into your mind. This song is so good that you don't want to listen to it because it feels like you're watching it. So you don't want to listen to it again. It feels like I'm suicidal thoughts by watch. It feels like suicidal thoughts were big. It gave me that feel. Like when I first heard suicidal thoughts, I'm like, so what is big on? Like this is crazy. What I you're right. You're right. You're right. You're this, was even, this was more uncomfortable. Way yes, more yes, uncomfortable. Yes, like yes. I can listen to suicidal thoughts. This when yes. I hear, I was like, Joe, when you're painting a picture, it's too, it's too perfect. I yeah, don't man. I can't listen to this shit. Think about it. This song is so good, I can't listen to it. That's how yeah, ill it is. That's what I'm saying. You can't even listen. Son, it's not a song you listen to too far. Like, no, fam. Like, no. Like, the mood will be changed. Like, you play this song. When you, go out, when you play this song, what do you play after this? Like, like you have to play something else to get away from this, like, this type of movie type talking, man. This is crazy, man. Yeah. I think Martin and I are both in agreement. This is a very dope storytelling song. Five Mike song by far by Joe Budden. One of his best songs in his catalog, period. When we talk about catalog songs of Joe Budden, man. Um, last song, Watch Stain, man. Talk to me. Once again, another song with Joe Budden is is is, is letting the bleed. The right. ink. The ink is going to get dry because the ink is coming off the pen. This is the, now here's the thing. This is where Joe Bunner will never say, I don't write my rhymes. I just go to the studio and catch a vibe. Right. I just walk in there and, and, and get a feel. Like, mm-hmm. he understands. There's an art to this. Playing style, when my pen is the paper, oh, like oh, that. Shit. This mm-hmm. dude is a prolific writer. When I tell people, so now, when I say this is Joe Budden's Illmatic, I'm not saying it's, 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 it's held to how Illmatic is, is held. I'm right. saying 
In terms of what he did as an MC to me, I thought it was perfection. I thought he showcased. I thought if you listen to Moon Music 2, you leave this and there's nothing Joe Budden's. Joe Budden has proven his point. He's, he's, he's proven his point. This was his 81-point game that Kobe had. Yeah, like, yeah, so yeah, you, yeah. You understood that I may not like Kobe, but yo. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, and, and he ended it off strong. Ended it off strong again. The pen bleeding. Three verses, T-shirt filthy nigga, eyes, eyes cut, look, uh, looking like a guilty nigga, beard looking like a Philly nigga. I know. <laughs> Yo, let's go ahead and watch, man. How many mics you give in this project, brother? Five mics. This is a wow. five mic. Okay. This is a five mic project. Okay. Okay. I'm not mad at that. I don't know. I was, I, I was, I respect that. This is five mics to me, man. Like, like, there's no question about it, man. Yeah. Do you think a lot of a lot of people feel that way? No. No, so I don't. If you know, you know. It's, it's like a push your teeth thing. If you know, you this know. This is this is if you know, you know. Like yeah. here's, here's here's what I'll say. You cannot be a Joe Budden fan if this isn't one of your go-to. Joe Budden. It's like, like if me and you talk about Nas, we're going to talk about it was written Illmatic, right? Yes, if we talk about Jay-Z, we're going to talk about The Blueprint. We're talking about Reasonable yeah. Doubt. We're talking about The Black yeah. Album. Like, right. we're going to talk. If we talk about Ghosts, you know what we're going yeah, with. Right. 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 You know exactly where we're going with. If you say, I am a fan of Joe Budden, I like his music, I've been rocking with him since, X, Y, Z. And you don't say Moon Music 2, either one or two in his discography, Right. Then you just don't know, and that is why when I'm telling y'all, Mood Music Two is a five mic masterpiece. I'm not sure people are gonna vibe with it. I don't know if people are gonna feel it. He's this man is reinventing himself to the point where every woman that I know who knows him knows him because he's on uh, he's on Love and Hip Hop with all these beautiful women. <laughs> That's how they know him, and then they know him for his podcast. Hey. Now, when I tell hey. them, I'm saying you really don't understand. He might be the best rapper you've ever heard in your life, and you don't even yeah. realize that. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing that's so strange mm-hmm. about Joe But This is like literally one of the greatest rappers ever. Yeah, and listen, watch. You know I've said this on numerous times. The 03, from 03 to whenever, that guy was in my top five. Like, that he just was in my top five. Now, I had him with 50, Jay and them. I love them right there with him. You, you, you want me to take this step further? Mm-hmm. I was the guy arguing. He was nicer than Kiss in 01. In oh, 01, okay. You went there with it in 01, okay. I don't think people agree with you on that. I don't think people agree with you in 01. I don't think nobody agree with you in 01. I wouldn't have. No, 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 no. I'm, but this is what I was basing it on. Remember all them freestyles he was dropping in 01? Over Kiss. Oh, Cut Master C. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yo, check this out. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I can prove that. I would disagree. I got the verses. Come on, come on. In 01, I got the verses. I don't, I don't got the right so Everybody say he ain't all right. You got to know my man, but I don't agree with that. Right. I'm hard, and I'm playing it well. I don't smoke. I ain't taking the L. What you know about stainless chrome? And the watch game so sick, you can leave the chain yeah. at home. Yo, oh, don't play. You remember that, right? <laughs> that was a dope line, of course, man. Yo, that's what this it is. dude was serious, man. Yeah, I'm going to be watching five mics on this project, man. Now, that's what it is, man. Our Joe Budden Mood Music Part 2, man. 
Joe Budden, you never gonna have nobody talk about that project like we can watch it. But it is what it is, man. All right, Watts, appreciation time, man. We are going to Ohio, Akron, Ohio, in fact. Haven't done the NBA appreciation in a while, man. I think this guy is, you know, and it was funny when I asked Watts, is it that time for us to talk about this individual, man? My brother said, my, my G, he's been here about 17, 18 years now. Yeah, man, he's been here. I'm going to Akron, man. I think LeBron James. You say what, my G? Plus, I'm a young LeBron getting my high school game on. Jay-Z said that. Jay-Z said that. You know who else used to talk about young LeBron? Every rapper for the last 17 years. Actually, longer than that, because he's been in the NBA 17 years. But his last two years in high school, he was a hip-hop superstar. He was on the G-Unit mixtape. He was on the G-Unit mixtape. Let's be clear on that. His His last two years in high school. So let me tell you. How 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 much LeBron affected me in the early days of the internet. The 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 way you find out, you know, one thing that was so me me and three we like to read the paper, we like to go to the box scores and yeah. and follow our favorite stuff. Like that was a big deal. That's very important. Yeah, Sports section, a big deal. That was a big deal. That was the biggest deal. Sports section every day in the papers right. and everything. All right. So one one thing that the internet did was this, it it gave us access to the sports section of other newspapers that we never would have got unless it was the USA Today. But so when LeBron came on the scene as this 19, as this uh, 16-year-old kid that John Lucas is bringing, as an 11th grade, he bring it to the Cleveland Cavaliers practice, better than everybody, which I know is true, right? So when when, when he got on the, when when people started talking about him, I said, yo, I got to follow this guy. I got to see what's real about him. This is no lie. I uh, favored, you could favor it on AOL, your favorite places. I used to go to the Akron newspaper mm-hmm. to read about LeBron James' exploits all the time. And it was, you just knew that you wasn't wasting time. You knew this dude is special. He's different. You knew it. Like, did you always feel when they were talking about LeBron James, this is the guy? I have no doubt he's going to be great. Like, when, yes, when they, they hyped him up. Listen. The hype was real, and then let's be real. You and I started watching the high school games when he's getting played on ESPN. I mean, that was a big deal. And watching him, it was like watching men against boys. So my only concern, watch was like, would that translate him going into the NBA? Because obviously so, he's so going to college. You, so tell me, you, 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 you had concern. You really was trying to figure out could he transition to the NBA by this time? Because mind you, now we're already with here. Here's the thing, mind you, when O three now, when O three, T Mac, Rashad, Kobe, Kobe got KG, they all they right. already did the, the high school thing was already Kwame. <laughs> the the high school the high school guys from high school was already a done deal. Sure, I man, knew LeBron was going to be special. I knew it. Now clearly, you said you feel different. You said you had concerns if he could transition. I had that no quick. Concerns. That quick, I, I'm, I, I, I wasn't big on high school dudes, you know what I mean? Because a lot of them, it took them a while to pan out. It wasn't like T-Mac made a splash, like, off the rip. It wasn't like Kobe made but, a splash. That, that you know here's the reality. Because it was a new phenomenon in the NBA, and mm-hmm. NBA coaches would not play rookies. They wouldn't start. That's a fact. They would Del Harris. Del Harris was like, listen, Kobe, you're not going to get more burn than Eddie Jones, brother. You heard that ain't happening because, 
You know what I mean? So I get what you're saying, though. I get what you're saying. But you and I did see his phenom in college. Now, high school, high school. High school, probably high school, high school. The, the, now, the, the situation he had. Hmm? The classic game against Oak Hill when he went against Young oh, Mello. Yes, Young Mello, the Don. Young Mello, God, Hoodie They've been going at it since high school. They've been going, they've been going at it since high school and everything like that. Um, watch, remember the situation he had with the Hummer? What was that story about when they tried to, you know, say that the Hummer? I guess he got they, 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 they didn't try. They didn't try. LeBron James had a Hummer. Tell me yeah. how LeBron James had a Hummer and he had no job and his mother was not making a lot of money. You explain yeah. that to me. Yeah. I, can't I can't LeBron James would walk into a store. LeBron James would walk into a store and come out with the Jim Brown throwback jersey. We throwback jerseys was like 50. You know what I'm saying? This dude was a superstar in college. Let me tell you how big. Let me tell you how big, uh, high school. Let me tell you how high big school. he was in high school. Let me tell you how big he was in high school. He was so big his his paws his uh, junior year because he was clearly the best player in college yes. in high school his junior yeah. year of college. That by his we didn't know that though. We didn't know that though. Did we really know that though? Better than like a lot of college players. By his senior dude. There was nobody in college I was following more than LeBron James, man. You were not focused enough. Mello. That one year. That one year, Mello was in the kills. We followed that. No, come on. We did follow it. We did follow yeah. that. I didn't follow Mello's one-year excuse more than LeBron's senior year in, in high school. Okay. LeBron, okay. And his wife. LeBron's senior year in high school had ESPN televised games, and they did not play a high school schedule. They played a national High school yeah. schedule. Mm-hmm. They had LeBron play against the top USA Today top twenty-five teams in the nation. That was the schedule he played. And guess what? They won every game. He didn't lose a and game. And to piggyback, night. and to piggyback what you said, was it LeBron James high school throwback jersey, the Irish jerseys running around the streets though? That's yeah, rocking. He was rocking in the video. <laughs> Holiday was rocking his his uh. Akon Jersey. Like, this is, I'm telling you, this dude was already a hip hop legend in high school. Early, early, early. Come on, think about why are you talking about a high school player? Three ways voice, early. (laughs) And then, now let's talk about, let's really talk about this. Let's talk about how he signed a $100 million deal before he stepped foot in the league. Like, this man was different. And, And I'm telling you, the hype on him. My man, this was a can't miss dude. I I had mm-hmm. no qualms if this dude was going to translate. Because when now, people to watch him in high school, how good he could pass. Well, it's like, yes. this is the nature. Yeah. You can't, you can't be this smart as like a, six, a 16, 17 year old. And one thing I liked about his, about his stats, though, as dope as he was, what always caught my eye watch was the assists. I know the boards is there, the points is there, but the assists, oh, like, damn, this dude really be passing a rock. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you get averaging more than five assists a game. Like, that was always stood out to me. And once he yeah. passed, well, LeBron, mm-hmm. LeBron James, if he wanted, could have averaged fall sometimes. Right. LeBron James, if he wanted to, could have averaged 50 points a game in high school. Yes. I remember one, one of the ESPN games, he scored 50, and it was his senior year, and they was like, that was his career high. But that was literally <laughs> because he's an unselfish player. He just right. gets everybody involved all the time. So, yeah. Now, us knowing that Cleveland had the first pick and 
him coming from Akron, it was a no-brainer. Like, talk about an alley-oop getting to play at your own, in, in your own, you know, behind your backyard, in your backyard, so to speak. You know what I mean? It was a no-brainer, though, right, that he would be the number one pick. Like, we know that LeBron was going to Cleveland. It wasn't going to be Melo. It wasn't going to be Darko, Milicek, or Wade, or Bosh, none of those guys. that We knew LeBron was going to be the first pick. Um, how do you think he felt knowing that, you know, God, I'm playing at the crib, not far from my house, you know, Akron, Cleveland, not too far from each other and stuff like that. You know, Ohio boy, Midwest, I think, and all I that. Think the, I think, let me tell you, to be 18 years old, 18, have a $100 million contract before you step foot. Then you have all the pressure of playing at home. Yes. For an entire city, an entire state. I, I think that the average normal human being would have crumbled under that kind of pressure. Me and you have seen so many heralded yes. high school and college players either, uh. either, either, either fall off or when they got the money, they no longer cared. Because the money a lot of cash. Them in the play. And yeah. a lot of players, once they got that bag for real, they it's were over. content to average 20 a game, and they was good with no legacy but mm. getting that money. LeBron James was different. This also coincided with, to me, this is my personal take, the rise of Skip Bayless and why Skip Bayless became someone that was my go-to guy to watch. I remember him. I remember him talking about LeBron's first game against Sacramento. I remember him breaking it down. Well, first and ten? Women, Woody Page? (laughs) I used to love I used to love him and Woody Page. Cold pizza, cold pizza part of the year. Cold pizza with my train. Yeah. With Dana? With our girl with Dana? Dana, yeah, that girl Dana before your boy other cat came in, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Skip but Skip name was I listen, I think also for LeBron to keep his eye on the prize watch, we already know about his living arrangements and his mom too, pops was in his life. You know, LeBron I think LeBron never forgot where he came from and, and made it a point like the only way I'm gonna get out of this situation so to speak is if i play ball i have i have the mechanics already i have the bill for it this is an easy ticket for me to take care of my family forever and he's never to use the old whack cliche watch part himself on me <clears throat> archie bunker was for myself on this he never achieved the game even that's a whack cliche he never did though you know what i'm I mean? going to tell you something which makes lebron james to me even more amazing and phenomenal mm-hmm. he brought the people up around him with him so when you talk to superstar people who've made it in life, mm. they no longer they no longer go back to where they came from. They couldn't tell you who their high school teammates was because they 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 were so far gone. Right. LeBron James realized all these guys were these were my lifelong buddies. These were the guys I bond with, mm-hmm. and he set them up. Give all them cats. To succeed, Maverick, to Randy, succeed in life. Yeah. But but but. But no, no Phil Jackson, they wasn't hanging on to it, go get him woman and go get him whatever he wanted. That that racist statement you made ran you out of New York, by the way. You got laughed at. Right. Everybody right. laughed about the league or for that garbage right. you spit. But LeBron, the fact that he elevated the people around him, where he mm-hmm. could have easily, and this is, I'm not dissing Michael Jordan anybody, but he could have easily said, let me give my career to a Fortune 500 top dude uh, and let them just take, take care, care of it. boys. And... And no, he could have just he could have just took care of himself. LeBron James could have been a me guy and been a billionaire even earlier, in my opinion, if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. If he just totally focused on just enriching himself, but he clearly wanted to uplift the people around him. 
his high school teammates yep. with him. Man, I Danny O'Brien. So much. Right. You just you cannot imagine how much I respect that. Now, let's be real. You and I did watch that Sacramento game. Let's keep it real. Like we was glued to our team. Yeah, like, we no. had to. It was, it was on the road. It was on the road in Sacramento. It was on the road in Sacramento. With your boy yes. Ricky Davis. With your boy Ricky Davis. Ricky Davis. I'm the best player on the team. They brought LeBron here to help me. Ricky Davis. Davis. Yo, Ricky Davis had a, master, a nasty dunk. Was it on Bob Sula or was it Steve Nash? Ricky Davis was nasty. He could yeah, play. Ricky Davis is nice. <laughs> Yo, Ricky Davis is nice, though. He wasn't on scrub. Nah, nah, he wasn't scrub. Nah, Ricky Davis is nice. He could play. He could play. He could play ball. But he nice. did not he understand. He was like Dame Dash when Jay was about to leave the rock. When Bleak says, Dame, you have no idea what's about to happen. <laughs> you right. talking crazy. That's Ricky Davis. Ricky Davis was like, oh, you bringing some 18 year old kids to help us win games? Okay, I'm with it. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. <laughs> Ricky Davis, exactly you really exactly. don't understand what's really happening. You don't even right. matter anymore. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, let's be real. The Cavaliers, man, do, do we really care about the Cavaliers from Mark Price, Terrell Brandon, Brad Doherty, Larry Nance, and those cats yeah. like yeah. Lenny yeah. Wilkins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really, yeah. I'm yeah. a Nick fan. I care about the Cavs. No, 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 no. I cared because I was a basketball fan. I was always a basketball fan, so you can't tell me I didn't know about Rod Williams. Rod Williams. Rod Williams. John Rod Williams. Terrell Brandon was nice. Yeah, Terrell Brandon was nice. And then Terrell Wilkins went over there. Like, like, I mean, he was nice. Terrell Brandon was nice. Yeah. You know, and if you talk, and if you talk to Doug Gottlieb, Mark Price is better than Russell Westbrook. In yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, free throw shooting. Only a free throw shooting at three point percent. I mean, I'm just, I'm just giving it to Doug I'm just saying, I'm not talking about the Mark Price is better than every NBA player. Nah, player. Doug Dolly, wait for it. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. We're back to LeBron Watts. Uh, we did watch the Sacramento game. Uh, he played very well and everything. Glued to the TV and stuff like that, man. Uh, rookie of the year, obviously, that was a no-brainer, right? You want to get your mellow bag? You want to get your mellow bag? I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. There are two things that's going to happen that are unfair. Okay. And it's because of it's because of who LeBron is. LeBron is going to get the MVP over Giannis this year, and he doesn't deserve it (laughs) over the Greek freak this year. That that and, and. now, I love basketball so much that it's going to hurt my heart because you can't take away the greatness of the Greek Freaks year and just give it to LeBron with the, well, it's his 17th year. That, that, that don't got nothing to do with the fact that what the Greek Freak is doing. I, I would give it to the Greek Freak also. And, I would give it to the Greek Freak also. If you listen to Sardis, all the guys who have the votes, they, 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 they're going to vote for fucking Giannis. I mean, they're going to vote for LeBron. I wouldn't give LeBron. I would vote for Giannis. LeBron's going to give So, and then, rookie of the year. Mellow bag. Guys. Explain to me why he deserved it over Mellow. Explain it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you why he said that. All right, Denver made it to the playoffs that year. Did they make it to the playoffs that year? Am I yeah, wrong on that? Yeah, AC. AC, I think it was. Seven or AC, something like that. Um, personally speaking, LeBron, you my guy, but I would, I was, I would have gave it to Melo. That's just me, though. I would have gave it to Melo. Did, did Melo average 21 a game that year, his rookie year? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he okay, did. man, it's great, yo. Now, now, okay, so boom. So that's just LeBron, but, so I'm not going to nitpick over him when he rookie year. 
But now as LeBron, the player, as a young player, so remember, he's in the league. It's still the league of AI, Vince Carter, Kobe, Kobe. It's still that league. It's still that league. Um, Yes. And LeBron, by the time, you want to be clear, by LeBron's second year, he was the second best player in the NBA. And for the you're, you're, you're going the second, second so you're about 2005 or four? 2005, you're saying? Yes, I'm saying so. Going, so going into now, hold on, on. Are you saying that before the Detroit series? Oh my G, now because by the by the time we got to the playoffs, oh five against Detroit, when he went eight shit, twenty five on the boys. Way before, way before the Detroit series. Way okay, way before that. Okay, you forget, okay. you forget, you forget. He had he had a classic playoff series against Agent Zero. Yeah, must watch. Yo, Him and Agent Zero was going. Hi, bar. Sorry about one day we're gonna to have to talk about Gilbert Arenas. How dope Gilbert, Gilbert Arenas is, man. We're really gonna to have to, Gilbert Arenas was that dude. What did we just talk about that was that that dude stuff in the go. I just I gotta give you a quick sidebar. You know how Gilbert Arenas got on my radar because he kept giving Iverson forty, and I was like, who is what about Kobe? He gave Kobe sixty though. R.I.P. Kobe, but he gave Kobe sixty though. There's no in in, in L.A. in the Staples. He did. That's a fact. That's a fact. Anyway, let's stay, let's stay focused, man. So you're saying watch by 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 LeBron's second year, right, or third year? Part of stuff, which I'm, I want to make sure I get this right. You're saying third year or second year? I'm saying by LeBron's second year in the damn NBA. second year, fam. I was saying second by LeBron's second year. Uh, in the NBA, you could only say. I don't know. Why. Remember that's the o Remember that's the o four o five year. Yeah, I was so five you know, or six years old. Yo, you know LeBron's third year, he averaged thirty. He was yeah, already. You that's why I say third year. I would agree more to third year, Watts. Huh? I would agree more to the third year, brother. I know yeah. that, but see, I'm different. I'm the nigga who said Kobe was better than all them dudes in '99. <laughs> I always put this type of time knowing who the best player was. I'm not gonna wait for nobody I, to tell me who. I, I, I would say, I would say third year. If I know you, like. Since you know me, I've been telling you about Bradley Bill and Zach Levine. Right? Oh, God. And that is absolutely Bradley Bill But you know, I'm always on that type of time with players when I know they better. They just better. LeBron, you've seen it. I don't got to wait. What more? After the second year, you've seen this dude different. LeBron James is phenomenal. The fact that he's been able to maintain his level right. of goodness for his entire career with mm-hmm. literally, this is no lie. His his game has not deteriorated at all. No, I can't see anything in his game where I say LeBron ain't the same no more. This, this, defense, he has, defense, I defense. I would say defense though. I would say but defense. See, I wouldn't say defense. Here's why I won't say defense. Because if you follow LeBron, LeBron plays defense when he wants to, and that's to be real. My man, wait a minute. No, 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 no. I'm not my man. You, I feel like you don't know who you're talking to your partner here. How many shows we did? You ishing on LeBron, defecating on LeBron. Yeah, because, he does, because here's the thing. What are you Because LeBron chooses not to play defense. Oh, There's a difference geez. between wanting to play defense and not playing defense. Against Golden State, when he ran by Iguodala and blocked his shot, he wanted to play defense. But then, against the same Golden State, he'll be like, J.R. Smith, you're, I'm a small forward, Kevin, Kevin Durant's a small forward, but you guard Kevin Durant for the entire series. Just, he's, he just doesn't want to play defense. It's not that he can't. If he wants to lock yeah, in and you, play, you never made it sound like that before. You used to make it sound like LeBron doesn't play, like he doesn't no, want to play no defense at all. It was it, that's what was frustrating about it. He just didn't play it anymore. LeBron was at the shit where he always just not he played a wackest offensive guy, 
And then go <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Harrison Barnes. You're, you're guarding Harrison Barnes, the whole series, my my guy, LeBron. That's what we're doing, LeBron? Because that's what you did. <laughs> this is not to take away from LeBron. I'm just saying that LeBron James for the entirety of his career, mm-hmm. I've never mm-hmm. looked at his game and said, he's falling off. Because right, right, right. you just haven't seen it. There's no Jordan on the Wizards moment. And, you know, the fact that he did some unprecedented stuff in our lifetime, went to eight straight finals, me and you have never seen that. We heard what we heard, Bill Russell did it. We actually yeah. lived it. We watched him go to the finals every single year. Think about yeah. that. Eight straight years going to the finals yeah. in one sport. Yeah. That's, that, that, right. that's, not, even, that's not even realistic. So, we, got, we got players in the NBA who've never been to the finals and played 15 years. Yeah, that's true. No, Mitch Richmond. It took Mitch, it took Mitch Richmond mad long and Grant Rice mad long to get no, to the finals took, and stuff it like that. It took the Lakers saying, yo, we feel sorry for y'all. We're going to trade y'all. <laughs> and we're going to get y'all a sympathy ring. Right. Um, so what year LeBron got his first um, MVP? Was that his third year or fourth year in the league? Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe his fourth. But, but I'm in, not Cleveland, sure. before, in Cleveland, he's a three-time MVP, right? Mm, I know he got it twice in Cleveland. Twice. I, thought, I thought he got it twice in Miami. So so let's go to 07 right quick when he went to the finals against the Spurs, though. We knew he, he stood no chance with that squad. Let's be real wise. I didn't know that. Oh, come on. He stood no chance with the Spurs. Let me, let, me, let me say this. I did not know that. Once a team gets to the NBA finals, anything can happen. Son, are you serious? I'm dead serious. I wish we did a show at that time and you to tell me, oh, I don't know, I'm going three. I'm, I think it goes seven. Yeah, right. You was not going to say about a show. Why don't you explain to me how LeBron James beat the Detroit Pistons, that Detroit Pistons team? Explain nope. how he beat that Detroit Pistons team with the team he had. Because that's the team that faced the Spurs. That team that faced the Spurs beat a, a Hall of Fame Detroit wait a minute, Pistons. Wait a minute, wait a minute. The Spurs are much more disciplined. Than the Detroit Pistons, first of all, let's be clear on Detroit that. Number one. Went to five, wait, wait, Detroit Pistons went to five. Wait, wait, Detroit Pistons went to five straight Eastern Conference. Yeah, a week Eastern and Conference. They, and a week beat, Eastern Conference. While the Spurs are fighting with the big dogs in the West, we're not doing that. And they beat. And they beat. And they beat Prime Shaq and Kobe. Prime. Yeah, Shaq and Kobe. Yes. Like it, it was not, like like they beat in five. So games. there's no way I'm thinking LeBron is going to beat Tony. Tony Janot. I mean, um, Tony Parker. Manu Ginobili and, and Steven Jackson. I know you like saying that because that's a narrative you like, but I don't, go by, I don't go by a fake Dogs, I had the Spurs beat him in five. I don't go by. I had the Spurs beat him in five. I don't go by I gave the Cleveland, guess what? I gave Cleveland a game. If they had to beat the Spurs. How about that, brother? How about that? And I'm saying five. And I'm saying I don't believe that. If you get to the NBA Finals, you have LeBron's best highlight was Duncan or Tim Duncan. After that, that was nothing. It was like okay, okay, oh. okay, okay fine. And then the Tim Duncan dapped him up. And then Tim Duncan dapped him up after the game and said, "Yo, you know, thanks for letting me get one. And you know, you're you're gonna be king soon. Da da da, Ray, 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 and everything like that." And then, I want you, you to know, ask me something. I want you. Okay, so now since you want to justify LeBron's losses, justify the loss to San Antonio when he was with Wade. I want to hear you we're, justify we're that. Gonna get, can we, we're going to take – can we take baby steps before we get there? We're going to get there, sir. Okay? I'm just saying that, you know, the 07s team, we lost, he got swept in that. And then that goes with 08, 09. So we have two, two, three more years, two years left in Cleveland. Um, 
Then they lost to Orlando. Well, yeah, that, that was 09, right, Watts, when they lost to Orlando? Me and you would have seen Kobe versus LeBron in the finals. Yes, that hurt. That hurt. That hurt. That hurt. That hurt. That's what we wanted. That's what we wanted. And LeBron James apologized to Kobe. He said, Kobe, this is my fault. He said, I was supposed to be there. Like, like, Let's be real. No one wanted Orlando to win that series, except people as Orlando Magic fans. That's it. Now, here's the thing. And that's why I said you never know what's going to happen. That Orlando, you know, when Kobe saw that he wasn't going to get LeBron, he was going to get those motherfuckers. They got them out of there in five games. He was not losing to Jermaine Nelson and then Kekalu and then Dwight Howard. Like, that was such a, yo, dude, that was such a letdown. You cannot, yeah. you do not know how much of a letdown that was. To me, yeah. personally, me speaking from a basketball selfish perspective. Yeah. Um, but um, let, me, let me go back to this. Tell me how you felt about LeBron. Versus the Detroit Pistons. That 25 points in the fourth quarter. Like, that game, that whole series. That whole series. That whole series. He was amazing. He was amazing. I he, he was just amazing. amazing. He, I mean, this he, is what I, he got caught up he, he got, I thought the torch, so to speak, if you want to say that, in the sense of him being that dude, I thought he was stamped in that series as that he was, like, he was stamped like he was that dude. Like the world. Got to see LeBron on full display in that series against Detroit. He's a, he a one-man wrecking crew against Chauncey, Ben Wallace, Rasheed, Rasheed Wallace, and those guys. You know, Tayshawn Prince. Tayshawn Prince and those brothers and stuff, and he got busy on them. You know what I mean? Um, but then we fast forward to what Game Seven I want to go to watch of the Boston Celtics, the last or the Game Six part of me when the the Celtics when he when he lost. And that was his last year in um, Cleveland. Did you, first of all, what did you thought about his last game? A lot of people thought he tanked and Skip Bayless got on him. And do you think he checked out mentally in that last game when he lost it? Um, you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to give you the answer that you like when you watch sports talk. I oh. really don't know what's in his heart. I can't, I can't <laughs> say what's in his heart. So I really don't know. You know, because you just, you just, uh, just first take the points. Um, no, so let, me nigga. Let, let me tell you this, and this is going to be where LeBron James' legacy gets controversial. You said the key word. You were correct. LeBron James was officially stamped as one, two, best player in the NBA. That's it, right? Me and you both know it. The world knew it. Him or Kobe, that's it. There's no other discussion. But when he lost to Boston, LeBron James, in his mind, did the same thing KD did. I cannot be great. I got scoring titles. LeBron had a scoring title. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm unanimous first team every year. I miss. I'm getting every individual athlete you could get, right? I got all of that. Without winning a championship, you can't even start. We can't even start having a discussion about how great you are. And what year is that? Without that's year eight. seven, eight, right? Watch. That's year seven, eight already we're talking about, right? Uh, maybe, maybe. I'm just, I'm just telling you about because uh, that was the 09. That was the 09, right? Right. Now here's where LeBron's legacy becomes a gift and a curse. Because by him wanting to leave and saying, I have to, first of all, in his mind, he needed a ring for validation. Do you, do you agree to that? That he I needed totally agree with that. I totally, okay. of course. Okay. If he wanted to sit at okay. the table with Mikes and Kobe and those guys, yeah. You right. So, so if rings are validation, he, ha- he, he, made a, he made a move that was a genius move. 
A move that I 100. I hated it. A move. Oh, I hate my man. We did that 100%. show. Do you understand? It would have pained me if we did a show around that time as a Knicks fan. Let me watch. Let me rewind right quick. You remember this when the Knicks chance was in when he had the free throw line against the Celtics in that game, the last game, and they were like New York, Madison Square Garden, or New York, whatever. They were chatting at LeBron at the free throw line, and they was rocking the Yankees hat. I'm getting gas. I'm thinking he's coming to New York. He's doing a special I, ESPN I, I, special I always, I always, in New I York. Think, I always think New York fans are just delusional. Oh. And y'all are delusional because y'all don't remember when y'all won the championship. Like, Mike Lee's the only one that's like, yo, I remember when we won. I can tell you about Wolf Frazier and all that, right? Um, so LeBron leaves, and he goes to Miami. Now, when LeBron gets to Miami, I'm going to be 100% with you. I, I thought they would win four straight championships. I, there was no, in my mind, <laughs> I did not believe that they should lose a right. championship for at least right. four years. I could not right. conceive of it. You get a prime wave, prime and prime boss. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. How did you feel about that though? When that team was assembled, though, was you hating? Because I was. I, I, let me tell you, it meant everything to me. It was the most. I, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm like, yeah, you. It was you? the yeah. most. Not shocked. It was me. the I hated most. It. it was the most important thing for me to happen on I ESPN. ESPN.com, they created an entire section dedicated to the Heat called the Heat Index. Every day at work, after every Heat game, every time I went to work, we'd all huddle up before work started and just talk about the Heat. Mind you, we're all New Yorkers, and we're all just talking about the Heat. Like, yo, you see, like, it was, it, there was nothing to talk about with the Knicks in New York. It was all about the Heat. I hated the Heat. I hated them. I live here. I hated them so much. That first year, I couldn't stand them. When they went 98, so I, you, so I, I loved it. Love, I know you love when they lost to Dallas. Oh, my man. I, let me, let me that's, that's an understatement. If we were doing a show around that time, I would have been so obnoxious in 2011. Are you kidding me? When they lost to the Mavericks, I love the fact they lost Dirk Nowinski. Shout out to you, man. Let me ask you, know you a question. Mean? Let me ask you a question. Do you... Do you Understand what Dirk Nowitzki had to do that year to win the championship. He had to, he had to go another body. He had to go in another zone. He had to go another why, zone. Why, why I rate Dirk Nowitzki so highly? Like yeah, I, I, like Dirk Dirk I know you put Dirk highly. Uh, so let me ask you a question. Explain why LeBron lost that series, in your opinion. I think they took it for granted. I thought they, they it came back to bite them in the ass. All the antics they were doing, trying to make fun of Dirk Nowinski and all that, when he was like saying he got a little bug or whatever. And I thought they were playing themselves. And I thought LeBron was falling back. I thought like he was just falling back to way too much. That was like game five in in um. Well, let's let's go back to game one because they won game one and game two is when Wade and LeBron did all that punching each other's chest and all the antics they were doing. And it came back to bite them in the ass. It was calmer. It was just, I don't think they, they I think they took it for granted. I, I, I thought they went into that series feeling like, yo, we're better than the Mavericks, and they were better than the Mavericks. The Mavericks was a better team. It was just a well better team, and it was like, yeah, you could say Dirk against Wade, LeBron, and Bosch. You could paint that narrative, but I thought Jason Kidd played good. Jason Terry played real well. I thought Jason Terry might have been the second-best player on that team, in my opinion. Um, um, and you got J.J. Barrella, Sean Marion putting in time. So they were a better squad. I thought LeBron and Wade took that shit for granted. And, and, and not for nothing, watch Chris Bosh on the goddamn milk carton box in that series, in my opinion. He played real bad. 
in that series. But that's just my take on it. Now that I look back in retrospect, you know. But I'm going, going into something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you something. I regret. I wanted LeBron to win. I wanted LeBron to win the NBA Finals so badly. Not me. That I eat. celebrated. I celebrated when they beat Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. I didn't. And and you know what? I regret that because at that time I wasn't I was a OKC. OKC fanatic. I wasn't a Harden fanatic, and I wasn't mm-hmm. a KD fanatic. Like I knew they could play. Like I, I first of all, I had no I was, idea. I was from all the dogs. I had no idea Harden was that good. I mean, me I had neither. no idea Harden would, would turn out to be that good. I just uh, I, I, remember, I remember when when in, in that series, right when. When Magic Johnson said Russell Westbrook played the worst point guard he ever seen. Yes, yes, he did. Yes, he did say that. Yep. That is the, one of the most ironic statements of all time, being who Westbrook became after that. Right, right. And point. So I, but I remember that. So they beat a young. Remember, all these dudes were twenty-two and yeah. twenty-one when they Sergio beat Baca, Russ, they, they were all young kids. They were living yeah. in their early twenties. Yep. And, and LeBron won his first ring. I was I was mad. I went okay to win everything. To and oh, I'm only saying this because I'm a Knicks fan, y'all. To listen to this, you keep hearing me say that I'm a Knicks fan. I hate the Heat, and I live in South Florida, so it's like I hate their teams here. So it really burned me that LeBron went to that team first of all. And I live here. I'm a Knicks fan, so good. But that's the reason why I just want to throw that disclaimer out there. Why? Okay, now we're gonna get to his third, his third champion. His what? His fourth time going to the championship. This is amazing. The dude, literally, he he wins the championship every year. Right, so the next championship they go against San Antonio and the Ray Allen shot. What were your thoughts about that finals? And I was hurt. I was hurt. Like if you go back to that, then Popovich take out Tim Duncan and all that man, trying to be the smartest guy in the room, trying to be Colin Coward, um, Popovich. Why would they take Tim Duncan out for rebounds? Chris Bosh has a rebound, dashes it out to Ray Allen. That three pointer hurt my heart and. So Oh, that I knew, man, that the Spurs didn't have no chance game seven. After that, I knew the Spurs were not going to win game seven. That's what I did know. Not because I was trying to be Einstein and I wanted them to lose. I wanted the Spurs to win. I just knew after that shot, it was a wrap. And then the last year, going to the finals, I was happy when the Spurs won. Shocking. Let's be real. Did we really think the Spurs were going to beat them in five? We didn't think that. Not in five. The Spurs should have never beaten LeBron James when he was at Miami. I agree. There's, that. No, I agree there's that. no. There's, let me give. Let me give you two justifications, head scratches of LeBron, that he's always going to regret because LeBron knows everybody's calling the second greatest player of all time. You got people saying he's the greatest player of all time, but LeBron is a basketball historian. He really knows what it is. Yeah. He knows if he would have had them two other, if LeBron yeah. had five right now. Like, like if he's right, he's LeBron right now, but he got five of them things. My mm. man, he can fuck around. I'm better than Mike. What? And we're going to be like, damn. What are we, is it, yeah. is, 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 like, what are we going to say? Yeah. What? Man, he, you can't be giving away finals losses, man. Like That was bad. supposed to win. But I'm not going to put it all on LeBron, man. Wade, I'm not putting it all on LeBron. Wade was, a, no, Wade was not Wade. Bosh was not Bosh. Mario Chalmers was never a good player like that. Even the role players did not play good. Yo, dude, because if you look at the players, Mike Miller, what was that series? What was that series that Mike Miller played when he had like seven threes? Was that against the whole case? That's what I'm saying. Role players were playing good for the Heat. When they were winning championships, the role players played good. Shane Battier, we had big shots. 
they lost that with, with going into that Spurs series. No, ben, what's that, Norris Cole? Come on, man. Get out of here with that Norris Cole talk. Not Tim that. Duncan, Manu Ginobili, and Tony Parker were old. And Kawhi. Kawhi was the, was, the, was the guy. Kawhi was his second year. He was a kid. Tim Duncan still had good games that series, though. He had a couple of good games, though. They ain't good. Mm-hmm. But you know they shouldn't have lost that series. But the, Okay, uh, but here's but the did. point. So this is LeBron appreciates. I want to say I just think it is amazing that LeBron was able to dominate. LeBron James dominated the Eastern Conference. I've never seen a player dominate an entire conference like he did. He dominated. He owned that conference. No, 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 yes. no. Yes. How? LeBron went to eight straight finals. LeBron went to eight straight finals. Six or six. And, 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 and truth be told, truth be told, could be also said this that Mike's NBA Finals was really the Eastern Conference Finals compared to the NBA Finals. It was hard for Mike to get out of the East to, to get to the to get to the finals. Once, come on, it is what it is. Now, what do you think about LeBron leaving Miami? Were you shocked that he bounced out of Miami? No. I was I was happy. I was so happy. Oh, I was so happy. He fans were so Hey hold on. You he fans were hurt and I loved it. One of my favorite times on social media was the day LeBron put that story out and bounce on y'all ass. Oh, I was so happy. Oh, my God. I can't even go ahead, man. Jesus. I was just I was just Because I did, man. Not like, I did not like the way Pat Riley tried to force Yeah, him. Pat Riley. <laughs> you know, that was one of the arrogant power plays in yes. history. Yes, like, yes. Pat Riley told him. Pat Riley was on his Mr. Man type shit. Let me tell you what Pat Riley. Pat Riley never could boss up on Magic Johnson. Never. He never had more power than Magic Johnson ever. Magic said it's time for Pat Riley to go. Pat Riley had to leave. But Pat Riley had won four rings, so he had enough power where he told himself. It goes back to the Knicks, though, what he did for the Knicks. So he felt that power he had going into Miami. You get what I'm saying? He just turned the heat around. And everything no, like no, that. No, 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 no. no. So finals. He vowed after the magic experience that mm-hmm. he never had, there would never be a player who had more power than anyone right. in the organization. Magic, magic ran LA like that. Mm-hmm. Um, LeBron, who should be treated with the same respect, the fact that Raleigh is telling him who could come on planes, y'all got to do this, y'all can't. Mm-hmm. Dude, I was reading them stories, man. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm there. I'm there. I'm What's there. I'm 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 it got to the point where LeBron was like, "You treat me like I ain't shit, right? Mm-hmm. You don't even with me, man. Go to Los Angeles, man. Meet with meet with Rich Paul, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Pat Riley was hurt yeah. by that. He yeah. thought he developed enough with LeBron that they could meet one on one. That's just going to show that LeBron uh, felt some kind of way with Pat Riley trying he to. Did. He, he did. Did. he did feel a way. Mm-hmm. did not pay you money. They're gonna give White out a hundred million and, get, and and offer you eight million dollars. Yeah. Like LeBron was like, you gotta get paid. Yeah. And that's another thing I about LeBron. LeBron is pro player, one hundred percent. Man, I gotta throw this caveat here. LeBron is the first guy. He changed the rules 
and dudes signing deals where everybody was getting 10 year deals like Allen Houston, 12 year deals for the Knicks and KG signing 10 years in Minnesota. LeBron gave niggas a blueprint like, yo, fam, just sign this two year deal, opt out, get your dough, and then you could just go back and negotiate more money. That really, that dude really implemented that, that type of um, signings and, and changed the game. It, it, it makes you know him mean? a star. He gave, he it empowered does. the players. He empowered mm-hmm. the players. He damn sure did. And I'm going to tell you this right now. Let's be clear. If Melo would have listened to him, Melo might have a ring somewhere. That's a, I don't know, I don't know. not if he didn't. He should have listened to, um, to LeBron. But he wanted yeah. that guaranteed seven-year money yes. with the Knicks. He wanted yeah. it. And so LeBron was like, all right, man, you can sign that. But you sign that, you're going to be stuck and watch what happens. And we'll look what now, happened. Now, let me fast forward a little bit here, though, because we special time here. What do you think about him getting his first ring for Cleveland? What do you think about that? How big I is thought that? that I, I, thought that's, I thought that's one of the most historic moments in my sporting life. Really? In my sporting life, I consider that championship run one of the greatest – Ever. Well, it's even like though, well, well, before you go in that bag, it wasn't like the NBA didn't really suspending Draymond and doing all kind of chicanery, like bullshit. Like you know, what I mean, come on, like they did in '97 when they when they um suspended Ewing and, and Starks and all this other foolery against the Heat and Charlie Ward and all this other crap that they did. Whatever, it is what it is, though. But yeah, it was it was big. That was big for that city, though. I, I understand why you're saying that, though. Please, I, I remember, I remember J.R. Smith picking up the, the the kid when it was on the parade, the paraplegic, mm-hmm. and it was um, I just I just loved everything about LeBron bringing that championship to Cleveland. I really did. Right. And, and I thought, and I thought he beat he beat one of the greatest teams of all time to do right. it. And yeah. And I thought Game Six, him and Kyrie played the single greatest mm-hmm. individual games I've ever seen in mm-hmm. Finals history. In, yeah. the, in the history of yeah. NBA Finals, Game seven. I've never saw Jordan. Yeah. I've never seen any player play as good as LeBron and Kyrie. I yeah, Kobe and Shaq. Kobe and Shaq gave us some games, though, I thought, not, throughout the years. In, in the finals? In the finals? Show me a finals well, they were, game. They were, kill, they were killing niggas, though. Show <laughs> me. Tell me what name. If you know it, if, if, if it resonates with you, name it. I just resonated. You told you. I'm, you know what game I'm talking about. Game six. Both of them had 42 points apiece against Golden State. Give me the Shaq Kobe game in the finals that stands out to you like that. I got a fat check right now. But I, 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 they, I, to me, they ain't one. Uh, I think they got a couple games. They, ain't, they, they okay. ain't one. They ain't one. You have to fact check that, sir. Can't check it. We'll do that, we'll do that one day. Um, what, let's talk about LeBron being a social activist. Can we use that word? Oh, that's a that's no. a, a reach no. word for him. No. That's a reach. <laughs> social activist. That's a reach. Can we use the word more than that? I, mm. I'm gonna tell you what the reach because we knew who LeBron was in his heart when he brought up his whole team. That 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 showed you who he was when he built that school in Akron, Ohio. I mean, you that's know how right. difficult that's it right. is. To, you know how difficult it is when you become as rich and powerful as LeBron to think about. You know, when I was growing up, man, I wish we had after-school programs for us. I wish we had – you know, the fact that it means something to him to give back to his community, yeah. to learn some people, you don't have to do that when you work for a billion dollars. You just don't. Mm-hmm. That's what happened on your yeah. mind. The fact that it means something to him, it shows me he was always different. He was somebody that yeah. never forgot. And that's the thing that would be killing me, man. You know, you can get lost in your fame and wealth and literally forget He's what life that. used to be like. You've never He's done that. never – He's never done that. Let's be clear. LeBron is as rich and privileged as 
anybody on earth. And, and, and let's be real, watch. To piggyback what you said, the man's never been in trouble with the law. Never been in trouble with the law at all. Never had LeBron name and no foolish, foolish things and shit. You know what I mean? And you know, like, you know what I love? I love that he clearly, he clearly has the right people around him. Yeah, clearly, there's good people around him. Good people around him because, because you, you know, so I, you know, so yes, I respect. LeBron's accomplishments. I respect what LeBron's doing in his 17th year because y'all keep saying that. I don't know why y'all keep saying LeBron in his 17th year, Shannon Sharp. But, you know, if they play again and we don't know if there's going to be another season because Kyrie has decided that he might single-handedly stop the NBA season. I don't even know where that came from. But Kyrie's the one talking about, no, I don't know. I'm, real, I'm the real warrior. I care about the coronavirus. Are you surprised? No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about. Are you surprised of all people that Kyrie is the one complaining? I'm not. He just seems like the type of dude to be the oddball I'm dude. To be different, Kyrie man. That's Kyrie, man. I'm not, Kyrie man. is using his I'm power. Not. Kyrie is using his power. Well, here's the thing. I didn't know, but I guess I would. Kyrie really has influence to players. Yes. Like, yeah. he's really. Is it safe to say Kyrie is like AI to a, to a new generation of people? Is he? Is that what he no, into? Like, that bag yet. I'm not ready to go there. But yet. yo, man, the way, the way. I'm ready to go there like, yet, man. Nah. Yo. Nah, I'm not putting AI bag. No, sorry, sir. Wait, wait, wait. Nice try. Wait, wait, wait. You're not. You're saying AI is better than Kyrie Irving? We're not having that conversation. Right I know now. we're, we're not. Okay, good, good. I know we're not. I know no. we're not. <laughs> we could. We hold on. What do you mean we can't? We, we can't. can't. Yeah, we can. Yeah, I can. Dude, we can. You remember when Alan? What are you talking about? Remember the game where Alan Iverson stepped over Tyrone? My guy, people don't like playing with Kyrie. People don't like playing with Kyrie. My guy, was Kyrie gonna take that seventy? Was Kyrie gonna take that two thousand one Philly team to the finals? No, this is a LeBron appreciation, so I don't want to. I don't want to detract. Yeah, that's not. That's the exact. Do you remember the game where Alan Iverson stepped over Tyrone? Do you remember that game? The game one is in Staples, yes. Okay. Do you remember the game where Kyrie Irving scored forty two points game six in Golden State? Golden, Golden State, State, Oracle, you yes, sir. Now the next one. What game was more impressive to you? What individual performance was more impressive to you? The forty six I'm gonna tell you what game that you didn't talk about, the forty six points that he did in game six against Milwaukee, against Glenn Robinson, Ray Allen. I'm talking about in the finals. Those, I'm talking about no, in the finals. No, no, I'm talking about the finals. I'm talking about finals talk. I'm specifically talking about those two games. Which game? What does that mean, though? That means Kyrie. So that means no, Kyrie's no, been AI. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just does that, does, that, does that mean that? Does that mean Kyrie's been AI? No, 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 no. I don't want to. I just want to ask you what to you was more impressive. It's a toss up. Okay. All right. So back to LeBron. <laughs> back to LeBron. Back to LeBron. LeBron's playing with AD. LeBron's playing with AD. They're at the Lakers. Um, what do you think about LeBron's first year? With the like Slim Shady, I felt like he was on some uh, some like I'm gonna clean house here. I uh, to see who's nice here when I talk to the coaches and 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 general manager and, and Jeannie Buss and these guys. I'll give them a tutorial of who I feel should stay or not stay. Guys who I feel can who we can trade for. I think he had in, in, in his mind to play with Kawhi and AD, and you and I have done shows about that already. But that was the plan. And yo, he's just trying to oh take over with left take over where Kobe left off at. And are they going to be successful? They could be, because it's big if he if he wins in LA. It's big, real big. 
That would be it because he'd be mm-hmm. the first person to win on to win on three different yeah. teams as as yeah. as. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let me just say this: my overall thing is LeBron James is an all-time great. Do I think he's over Kobe? No, you can't be over Kobe with three rings. You just can't. And LeBron, I agree LeBron that. understands. I agree. LeBron you know understands the legacy with him is winning championships. Mm-hmm. You already you don't got nothing to prove that you can play. It's, it's your rings. You know what I'm saying? Word. And that's why Mike is able to laugh at everybody's face because he got six of them bangs. Old go James. Old go James about to get his fourth <laughs> ring. You know old go James about to get his fourth ring three. You yeah, know that. That's what it is. Our LeBron James appreciation, man. Watch take us home, my G. PSA hip hop. The home of Savlo's Stephalusha. How you say his name? Why is Sarunas Marshall Lunas? No, not Sarunas Marshall Lunas. Not Sarunas, but the other one. The dude who played with OKC. No, the dude, the black dude who played with OKC. Stephalosha. Why is Stephalosha getting love? You know what I'm talking about, right? Because I told you, I've been watching the OKC games back back in the early days. Stephalosha. I'm like, oh, yeah. really, really got some burn. Yeah. Okay, see you all day. That's what it is, man. PSA Hip Hop, man. It's your boy Three Watch, man. Fuck with your boys. I know the vibes already, man. What?